time comes when silence is betrayal. Even when pressed by the demands of inner truth. Nor does the human spirit move without great difficulty. Against all the apathy of conformist thought. Welcome, my friends, to another show on a beautiful spring day here in the Midwest. Stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of our people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. Welcome to the show as we look for common sense answers to humanity's problems. The answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. What a gorgeous morning here in Indiana. The sun is shining and the temperatures are warming. Resurrection Sunday is this weekend, also known as Easter. We have this cool Easter egg hunt at our church called Get Off Your Donkey, where the kids get to ride donkeys around a course and get Easter eggs out of big Easter baskets or bins. I guess you'd call them that anyway, both Saturday and Sunday. So if you're local to me, check it out from three to five each day, Saturday and Sunday. Then get this, the donkeys are playing basketball at the elementary school on Monday. Yeah, they wear shoes and have trained for this. I think I'm a little heavy for that, though. I'm not, I don't think the donkeys can take this kind of weight. No, I'm not, and I'm not on the pooper scooper patrol, but the fun should add to a glorious weekend centered around Easter and Jesus. So if you remember last week, I talked about not chasing ideas down rabbit holes. Remember that? They're there to get you away from the problems that are affecting us here at home. And every administration does it. They come out with something different to get your ideas and your mind pushed away from what the big factors are. Well, we already know this administration's in deep trouble. They're saying it. We're saying it. The administration isn't saying it, but the people around them are. All the liberals, all the Democrats around them are up in the high, high places. As of now, here's some of the rabbit holes they've had us chase down. Ghost guns is the newest. Have you heard about that one? The one where you can buy parts for guns and then put them together, and then there's like no legal uh, serial number on each one of them. They call them ghost guns. They're not really ghost guns. It's kind of a made-up term. They're just guns, but... In the last 20 years, only 2,500 actual problems or, uh, you know, where someone shot somebody or stole something from somebody where guns were actually used in some kind of a felony that were considered what they like to call ghost guns. 
seems like not much of a problem at all at this point. It seems like the stolen guns are the problem, and that's where everything comes from. How about lynching laws? That was on the books last week. You remember about that? We haven't had a lynching in over 50 years, but for some reason, they trotted out onto the uh, West Lawn there and signed some paperwork. How about the new SCOTUS pick? Now, this is a great thing for the SCOTUS pick. I understand she's a black woman. That's great. But it's really kind of to get you off your focus of what they're talking about and get you away from the main factors that are really solely affecting you. The SCOTUS pick is not going to affect you that much. She's going to vote exactly what the Democrats like they always do. The Republicans are going to vote with the Republicans like they always do. And that's just the way it's going to end up. But making a big deal out of her and her color seems kind of pointless and it, it really not great for her, I think, you know. Uh, you have to think to yourself, were you picked because of that or were you picked because you were good at your job? Now, I know last year she wasn't picked by Mitt Romney to move up. And this year she was picked to go to this, the uh, Supreme Court. So you tell me what's what. Uh, Mitt Romney there usually uh, has kind of a, an idea, you would think, last year when he said no to her. But maybe she's going to be a great SCOTUS. It doesn't matter that much. Again, rabbit hole. See how I started going down the rabbit hole telling you all about it? How about Jesse Smollett? He was in the news this week. Not only did he get out of jail after, what, six days just a few weeks ago, he's now got a new music video and song out. Isn't that great? You can go ahead and hear it somewhere, probably on iTunes or something, something along those lines. How about we, wish we switch from Jesse Smollett to now Johnny Depp and his ex? That's going to be in the news for weeks, it looks like. Will Smith and the slap heard around the world finally seems to be slowly leaving the news. And that's something that was in there for a long time. How about the don't say gay bill? Which, of course, never said that, but it sure made plenty of news, did it not? Now, a lot of these stories are newsworthy. I'm not saying that at all. But none are affecting you like, say, these. How about inflation? Just came out 8.5% this month. Been on the rise since Biden took over. Yet he, he wants to blame it on everything else. I'll get into that. The war in Ukraine, this is another one of those things, obviously more important than Jussie Smollett. The influx of illegal border crossers. While we love folks trying to come into the country, we see a huge strain on our economy from it and having plenty of problems from it down the road. Let's fo first focus on inflation, okay? So if we focus on inflation first, because I think that's the one thing that really affects us the most, and you can kind of roll a lot of different things into it. First thing we were told, it was transitory, right? Remember last summer when they told us that? Well, that's when they were hoping that they could keep a kind of a mainstay on it and keep control of it, and they can't. They've done nothing really to help it anyway. So obviously, to everyone, it was not, not, right, transitory at all. How about gas through the roof? And it hits us the most, really, I think. So it's a toss-up between the two, the inflation, the gas part of that, the gas part is probably the best one that hits us the most because it affects everything. Every truck that takes something somewhere, every ship that brings something in, every airplane that moves goods around the world, all of it costs more because gas prices go up, right? And until they come up with electric vehicles that can fix this 50 or 100 years from now, it's still going to be a problem. All right, the second hardest hitter might be food. Probably food is next. Of course, that also came in on those ships, planes, trains, all those different things. So you can see how it is affected. 
we're basically heading back to the late 70s or early 80s as inflation soars to a 41-year high. 41. How many of you out there are even 41 years old? It's a 41-year high, despite being a record high just last month. So despite it being record highs before the war started, the White House is blaming it on who? Yep, Mr. Putin. Everything's Putin's problem right now. You hear it when they say Putin's inflation, Putin's gas rises. They're trying, but people aren't believing it, it looks like, at this point. So before that, though, who was it? It was the supply chain, I think, was next. Uh, before that, it was the meat producers. Remember that? Oh, they're trying to, to rape us, so to speak, for getting uh, all kinds of money coming in. COVID has been blamed. Oil producers, their greed has been blamed. These are only just a few of the things, people or activities that this administration has blamed other than who? Themselves. They've never blamed themselves. Never, despite inflation literally increasing every month since he took office. This didn't happen because of COVID. This didn't happen because of what was going on. Remember, Trump had everything pretty much kind of leveled off. We were at 1% or 2% right where we want to be. It's been a nice steady climb upward since then. And I think I'll have a chart for you here, hopefully, to show you what I'm talking about. Let's just face it. Don't in any way, shape, or form expect POTUS or this administration or liberals in Congress to take any blame for our nation's economic woes. Woes that will get far worse before it gets any better. All right. Lastly, they have no fixes of this at all. Nothing. They, they haven't given us any ideas. Throwing money at it doesn't work. And buying an electric car will not work either, right? All you know is milk was $2 and now it's $3. All you know is Meat was $4.50 a pound and is now $8.50 a pound for the same piece of meat. That means it costs you at the grocery store, it costs you at the gas pump, it costs you everywhere. They're saying $5,500 now is the total, they think, for most households to increase over the next year or in the, in the last year probably too. So in the next year, $5,500 more you're going to spend. Okay. How many times have they underestimated this? How many times have they told us it's not? Guess is 5,500 is probably going to be more like 10,000 by the time we get done with it. You watch. All right, number two important thing going on. Inflation, number one. It's the one that hits us the most here at home. It's the thing that is the most important to our lives. Number two, though, is the war in Ukraine. It's more important than the skinny, uh, shiny ball. I wrote shiny on there, not skinny. Uh, the shiny ball that the government likes to put out there in front of you and want you to look at, right? All those things, those rabbit holes we were talking about. Now, first, of course, is the nuclear potential with this. That's something we have to watch out for with this war. He's threatened it. Apparently, he's carrying around the attache with the numbers in it so he can send missiles to wherever they want to send them. But... Generally speaking, I still think the nuclear option is still way down on the 10% range, maybe up to 15 or 20 at times here, uh, depending on what's going on, right? Secondly, we're having a problem, obviously, with the sheer death and destruction that's going on over there. And we can't seem to stop it in any way, shape, or form. And Putin doesn't look like he even wants to stop it. Why would he want to stop it? Nothing's really changed for him. He's bombing. Yes, he's losing people. But the tyrants, they don't care about people. They don't care about the tanks. They don't care about any of those things that we all care about. 
We care about the people. He doesn't. He just cares about what his focus on and what he wants to do. Thirdly, let's think about this. The sanctions are all affecting us more than the Russian people. There's been a slight spike in everything, too, at this time frame. I can at least say that much for this, for the inflation. But did you know the ruble is now worth more than it was before the war? It took a dive for a little while, a week or two, and now it's starting to come back up. So despite sanctions, India, China, and most of Europe still needs energy from Russia. And as I understand it, most of the money goes straight into Putin's pocket for the war or into his pocket, literally. So sanctions, as we all know, seem to never stop the people they are intended to. Tell me how long the sanctions in uh, Iran worked. They didn't. Tell me about the sanctions on Iraq. Didn't work. Uh, how about Libya? Remember when that happened? Didn't work. When are we going to learn sanctions don't work? Tyrants don't care about these things, right? They don't care that it's hurting their people. All they care about is the focus of what they have and where they're headed to, all right? So that's kind of how they really look at these things, especially when they get into wars and when they start fighting other people and trying to pull something, in this case, taking the entire nation of Ukraine. Simply stated, they are not stopping the war, and they will not stop the war despite Washington's words otherwise. Russia is going to keep pounding forward. Now, they may have changed their focus and taken on the East, but they are coming back to Kiev eventually. It sure seems like that's going to be down to the uh, mainstay of what's going to happen. They'll change their focus again. So they weren't dumb. They realized they started losing a lot of tanks. They started losing a lot of people. So after getting rid of a bunch of generals, guess who took over? Some guy they're calling like the butcher of Syria or something. Well, he's going to be the butcher of Ukraine is what he's going to be. And he's going to start just bombing everything. And I doubt he's going to pour tanks into areas and people into areas. He's just going to start bombing indiscriminately. Also, you know, rumors are that there was some kind of uh, possibility of chemical attack. Well, we haven't heard anything yes or no on that. So right now, it seems kind of early for that, but he might use it later. But why are they wanting to get everybody out of Maripool? Obviously, that's important port there and things that they want there. Lastly, you know, first off, we talked about inflation and we talked about the war affecting us. Two huge things affects everything we do here in the United States. Lastly, let's take a quick look at illegal border crossings. All right. You know, they change it all the time. So whatever word salad they're using these days, it's people coming across the border when they shouldn't be. And they're doing it without getting permission to do it. it it's breaking our laws, right? It can easily be said that 20 to 30 million people were in our country illegally before this influx took shape. Now, I have no problem. Those people right now, they're going to get amnesty down the road. That's a, I'm fine with that because most of those people are great people. They got in here. It worked out. I don't like that they came in illegally, but they're here. So let's get them some green cards, eventually social security numbers. Let's get them working, get them into the economy, get them doing that. But opening the door and telling everybody else to come in is not good at all. We're nearing three and a half million people since Biden took office and expecting another 10 million potentially by the end of his term in 2024. 10 more million people influxed into our system. How can we pay for all of this? They're giving away free phones to them right now and cash and money and sending them wherever they want to go. 
what will it do to our system? Well, this in itself, just more people will continue to drive the price up on all of our goods, right? You know that pesky thing we talked about before? Um, let's see, what is it again? Um, mm -hmm, uh, inflation, right? <laughs> How about this? This is the one that really bothers me the most, even more than anything else, because these are people, people who just want a better life. But sex trafficking has affected close to now 1 million people just since last January when the floodgates were opened. All right? One million people in the sex trafficking business of one way, shape, or form have been affected and have been affected sexually, mainly women, all right? Mainly young women. This is not good. If you think this is even something that we shouldn't have stopped or you think it's okay, just let them come across. If you shut the border down, that stops, all right? That slows to a trickle at best. Better than 1 million people being sex trafficked during a year, right? Because of us. How about the drugs coming across the border? Fentanyl's killed 100,000 people just this last year. That's since opening that border wide open. And who else has gotten rich? Yep, the cartels have. They're almost their own army. I, I, I'm not sure how we could even take the cartels on at this point. You know, <laughs> I'm afraid we could send helicopters and they would probably shoot them down. So I asked the real question, how is opening the borders really helping our country? I've heard things about voters for the Democrats. I've heard things about cheap labor for the Republicans. I've heard all kinds of different reasons for this, but nothing really says that it should be happening. So is it all of it together? I'm not sure. It's just, it's a tough thing. And it's not good for the people coming across the border. People are dying. Drugs are coming in. All these things I just talked about are happening in our country, a country that is loving and caring for people. We're allowing this to happen instead of giving them a pathway to get in legally where this doesn't happen. All right. OK, here's something here. This is I'm going to end this pretty quick today. The talking heads in Washington are actually telling you to prepare. You know how I, in every show, I tell you what to worry about. You got to worry about this stuff. You need to start getting prepared. You do not have to be a prepper who digs out a tunnel under his house and lives there. If you want to do that, go ahead and have it. But you do need to be prepared. Here's what I know about Washington. If they tell us to start worrying, it's going to be twice as bad, right? They tell you something bad, it's going to be twice as worse. They're talking about food shortages. That's been mentioned by our president, along with gas shortages. Where are we going to get the gas for your cars? How are you going to get to work? You know, that means it will probably be even worse. Uh, gas lines, have you seen pictures of it? Google it. You'll see gas lines, unless they covered it up somehow or another from the 70s, right? Still, what are we hearing? No fixes. No changes to stop what is coming. Nothing. Literally. Buy electric cars and let's throw some more money at it. Congress needs to get more trillions out there. So please, please make sure you're ready for what is coming. Be prepared. I always start with the money. Where are you at? How many bills you got? Get rid of every bill you can as soon as possible. That doesn't mean I got this bill and I just throw it in the trash. No, I mean pay for it. Get it down. Make sure you don't have any of these bills to worry about. Pick up a little extra food here or there. 
maybe an extra job to help pay off those bills just for the time coming. This is coming, it looks like, even quicker and quicker now. I can tell you this. My wife and I have decided to make a trip to the, you know, to the Holy Land, basically because we're not sure if we're ever going to get there again and the potential for a lot of things in the world economically having problems. So, plus physically, I don't know how, how long I can go either. So, while I still am able to maybe walk the trip and do a bunch of what's needed for 14 days, I'm going to be able to do it now. Five years from now, I may not. So there's more factors going on there. But something to think about for yourself, too, is uh, get some things done now that you can't do maybe in the future, but take care of your bills first, all right? Take care of the bills first. Take care of some extra food, all those things first. I know I talk about this every show, but focus on those around you who may need help. Our elderly will have a tendency to say they're okay no matter what. Just you, you, you be okay, right? Grandma and grandpa do that all the time. So keep an eye on them, though. Let's help our family, then our friends, then anyone else you can think of. That's your next-door neighbor, the guy across the street, the guy upstairs or downstairs if you're in an apartment. Just be ready and be able to help. And be thankful for what you have. Because what you have now is not going to be what you have next year. That's a strong, strong possibility now with the way things are going. Depression is in our future, it looks like. They're saying recession. I'm saying depression. But here's the good news, though. We have God on our side, right? Yes, the outcomes of many of these problems we're not going to like in any way, shape, or form. We're just not going to like them. But we never lose the comfort in knowing that Jesus died for us so that these worries could be just an afterthought. While I'm telling you about this, I'm kind of the town crier. Hey, guys, get ready. Do all this stuff. I am not worried about it because I know Jesus is on my side. All right? I am comforted in knowing that. But I want you all to be comforted in that, too. So if you are still struggling with this, here's the time. Do not wait. Find Jesus now. Go to your church. Easter's coming up this weekend. Find the closest church to you if you've not been to one. I've got a great one in Lafayette, Indiana, if you'd love to. Innovation Church, that's where we go. That's where I'm a pastor at. All right? Find Jesus, though. He'll give you a solace in knowing that you are loved and cared for. If you're burdened by any problem, trust Jesus. The only truth, the only truth that can carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time. Shut up and sit down.